I'm glad you guys are here today. Um, it's a privilege and opportunity for me to share the word of God with you today. God is good. God is good. Because uh, I, um, I don't come a family where we had preachers, so, um, you know, but God has a way of, you know, saving lives and, you know, called you to do things that you never thought you would do. Even playing guitar, I never had any musician in my family. But, you know, God is good. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. I thank you, God, for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. God, I just pray, Lord God, as I speak today, that you would bless your people, that you would speak to me, that you would lead and guide, that, Lord, that your people would be blessed because they were in your presence. We thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So today um, we in a series uh, collide and the, the topic for the day is get the truth. And uh, we all can say that, you know, truth is very short in short supply this day. And, and I think the reason it's not because people are not looking for the truth. It's probably because they're looking for truth in the wrong direction. They're not looking for the truth where it is found because we know that real truth is found in the Word of God. And the Word of God is the only place that you and I can find the truth that we need to live a life, a full life in Christ. Um, because in God's Word, we find wisdom. In God's word, we find instruction. In God's word, we find insight to live our lives. And no matter what we do, we cannot lose the truth, no matter what we do. You can struggle in life, but you still have to hold on to the truth found in the word of God. Because if the Bible is the only truth that we have, we can't let it go. We have to hold on to it no matter what. Um, because, I, and I wonder, I wonder how, what, is your, what, what people's thought about the word of God. I think even among Christians, they have different thoughts about the word of God. I wonder what they are. But we all know that we, we, not, we shouldn't allow those, those thoughts that we have about the Word of God to hinder us from spending time in the Word of God. Because I may have a lot of different about the Bible, about who God is, but guess what? Reading the Bible is what's going to help me discover who God is. Because reading the Bible is not just reading the Bible. It's a very good thing. It's a very good step, but it, it's not enough. It's not enough. You have to read the Word of God for the Word of God to kind of go through you so that you, you read something, you'll be like, wow, it means something to me. It does something within me. Because, it, you know, when it comes to reading the Word of God, you can start very slow. If you can read one verse, this is the good thing about God. If you read one verse, God is still pleased with you. If you can read five, God is still pleased with you too. But you have, we have to come to a point to develop 
a pattern where we start spending time in the word of God. Because one of the things I can tell you the enemy is good at is preventing people from reading the word of God. Because he knows if people are reading the word of God, <laughs> they will find the truth. They will not fall for the lies that are out there. The scripture of the day is found in Proverbs 23, verse 23. It is just one verse. I'm going to read it for you. It says, buy the truth. Don't sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. And, you know, the past couple of weeks, Pastor Sandy preached about, you know, in week one, she talks about, she preached about having the word of God as a foundation for our lives. Because the word of God, people can tell me everything, but guess what? If it doesn't align with the word of God, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> because I'm going to stand on the word of God. Because that's the only thing I have. And then the second week, she talks about uh, being renewed and transformed from the inside out. Because we know that for <laughs> we have to allow the word of God to transform us, to change us. Because that's the only way we can live it out. That's the only way we can live an effective life and powerful life in Christ. Uh, a story I want to share with you is, <laughs> I'm going to just read it. One day, a shoemaker in Meshit, a very religious city in Northern Ireland, brought home from his, for his lunch some cheese, which, which the grocer had wrapped in a page of the New Testament, which he was using as a wrapper, wrapping paper. After eating his lunch, he picked up the piece of paper and read the story of the man who hired laborers in his vineyard and at the end of the day pay all the laborers the same wages, whether they have worked 12 hours or one. The shoemaker liked the story and the next day went again to the grocery store and bought some cheese and ask it to be wrapped with another page of that book. Finally, on the third day, he brought what remained of the New Testament and showed it to his brother. The two men then went to a missionary who gave them a complete copy and also gave them regular instruction in the Word of God. Both of them were later baptized and were among the first believers in that city. So that tells me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no matter what, the, how the, 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 the pages of the Bible may find themselves, you know, beat up, you know, torn, it let me know that the word of God has the power to redeem. He has the power to save. Because the paper that they were reading wasn't, <laughs> I don't know at the time if it was a brand new Bible, but guess what was in it? It has the word of God in it. When we read the word of, the word of God, it, it will do something in our lives if we allow it to. And if you can turn to me to Romans um, chapter 7, verse 15. 
It says, Paul says, I do not understand what I do. For what I, do, what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do. It's kind of complicated here. <laughs> um, and in this passage, we all know that Paul is pretty much talking about sin. Because he said that, you know, what he doesn't want to do, that's what he ended up doing, and what he really, what he hates to do. And that's what he um, do. He did. But so, and I think we can take that, that same principle and, you know, in the, in, and when it comes to reading the Bible, because we know for our lives we are, God called us to read his word. But sometimes we don't. And sometimes we, we don't read the word of God and we expect life to go as usual. No, you got to feed yourself with the word of God every day. Because one of the things that I always remember and I can tell you is that in the Garden of Eden, God visited Adam and him every day. Not a single day he didn't visit them. He visited them every day. The same way God wants us, you know, to have communion with him every day. And so, spending time in the word of God is something that we all should do. And even if it's late, if it's late, if I forgot, if I, if I used to read my Bible at four and I realize it's seven, I still do it. Not doing it, that's the problem, because the enemy would want you to, to say, well, if you miss the 4 o'clock, we'll start tomorrow. No, don't listen to the enemy. Do it anyway. Keep the rhythm going. And uh, in Isaiah 55, verse 1 and 2, God, the word of God says, come all, come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. Why spend money on what it is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good, and all and on you will delight in. Now, in Proverbs, that's what I just read, it says... <laughs> Come buy the truth. It's a, it talks about buying the truth. And we know that for, we don't buy the word of God. The God gave us his word to you freely. You know? But He the reason in Isaiah talks about come buy, it's like the more you want, God will give it to you. The more you want to know about God, it is available to you. And all that matters is matter how much time you want to spend with the Lord and his word. And in Proverbs 23, it, the, the writer says something that's really, really, really important, incredibly important. And as he emphasizes on it, it says, buy the truth, don't sell it. Wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. And, and we already know that, you know, the truth comes from the word of God. And once we have it, how do we keep it? Well, the f first, we know that, that the word says, don't sell it. <laughs> 
Don't sell it. Now, I don't think it's talking about, you know, standing on the side on Highway 35W with your Bible and, and selling the word. That's not what it's talking about. I think it's talking about the, the kind of internal struggle that we find ourselves a lot of time because we know where the truth is, and sometimes we don't. We don't, we don't read the, the truth found in the word of God. We know where the source of life is, and sometimes we don't, we don't act as we should. Because it's one thing to receive the word of God. It's another thing to put it in practice. I find a lot of people who give great sermon. I love the sermon, but I want to see how you live your life. Because that's important to me. That's important. That's important. Because here's the thing. There are people who you probably knew who used to be close to God. Who speak, preach the word of God. Who knew God at a certain point in time. And you look at their life as down the road. How they drift away. How they drift away. I met quite a few people who used to be pastors and preachers and being in the ministry and and some of the things that they believe in and where they ended up, I'm like, wow, I wonder what happened. Something happened because we all know that, the, you know, the enemy is very crafty in what he did. He does. He's very crafty because he can, he, he, the thing that he would present to you is thing to seduce you, to lure you away from the word of God. And a lot of the time, it's easy for, for us to sell our, uh, ourselves short because it maybe you find yourself in a situation where you sell yourself short. Because let me tell you something. When it comes to the word of God, the, the, the more you share it, the more God will give to you. It's one of those things, the more you, you don't keep it to yourself. The more you share it with other people, the more God will pour out more into your life because sometimes we sell ourselves short why because we think well when I know the Bible a lot more verses then I'll begin to you know live it out then I'll preach no use what you have and God will give you more <laughs> use what you have God will give you more um, because there I try several times you know to read the Bible <laughs> I've been a Christian since 1991. I tried to read the Bible <laughs> 365. I failed so many times. But this year, <laughs> praise the Lord, this year, <laughs> so far, I haven't missed a day. <laughs> Think about this. <laughs> I haven't missed a day because a lot of the time I start very well reading the Word of God and then something happened. I don't know, the Viking lose or whatever, you name it. <laughs> I'm just saying. But something happened and then I, I kind of like stop. I, usually I stop when it comes to the genealogy because I can't say the name so I stop. This year I'm thinking I don't know how to say it. Even if I say it wrong, there's nobody there to criticize me, right? So, so I kept trying, but this year so far, I've been reading the Word of God daily. And think about if I had a certain point in time and just give up. I wouldn't be able to say that today. 
And I, I actually, even last year, I think, I even re read the Revelation. Usually, Revelation, I scare. I stay away from it because it's the end of time. I'm like, okay, this is too big, too much for me. I read it anyway. I read it anyway. So, anyway. So, because we're going to find ourselves being pulled in different directions. The world, our lives, circumstances. But guess what? We need to remain in the Word of God. Because the Word of God is the, the only thing that we can, we can find, you know, to nurture our soul, to nurture our life, to keep us going. And Jesus had an encounter with a woman in John, in John 4. Well, verse 17 to 15, the Samaritan woman. It says, There came a woman in, uh, of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink, for his disciple has gone away to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it you, though you are a Jew, asking me for a drink, though I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews do not associate with Samaritan. Jesus replied, If you knew the gift of God, who it is who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked of him, and he would have given you living water. And she said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. When then do you uh, get this living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you? Who gave us this well and drank out of, out of it himself and his son and his uh, cattle? And Jesus replied and said to her, Everyone who drank of this water will be thirsty. But whoever drank of the water I will give him shall never be thirsty. But the water I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up to eternal life. And the Roman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty, nor come, nor come all the way here to draw water. Now, we all know the story about how Jesus tells her everything about her life and everything like that. But the, the beauty about this encounter is that this woman found Jesus in the encounter. He found the source of life. And because Jesus kind of collided with her sin and kind of let her know the reality, you know, of her life. And, and, and she received the word of Christ. She received the word of Christ to the point we know <laughs> on the way, all the way back, she kept telling everyone that she knows. She found on the road that she found a man who tell her everything about her, her, her life. And this is the beauty about this. You see, even when Jesus confronts you of your sin, it's always encouraging because he always gives you something better. He doesn't condemn you. He gives you something better to replace it. The Pharisees are on the other side, they're pretty quick to point the finger. They don't give any solution, but they point the finger. So Jesus, we know Jesus is the, 
is the incarnated word of God. That's what it says in John 1 verse 14. We know that Jesus is the word incarnated. And so you and I have the word of God. We should cherish it. We should value it, consider it, you know. Um, but don't sell it. Don't, don't fall short. Because a lot of time we, we fall short by not using what God gave us. By thinking, oh, I'm not. In. You know, if God gave me a word to, to tell someone, I'm going to tell the person the word. As long as the time is right, I'm going to say, hey, look, this is what God put on my heart. I don't know what it means. I'm just going to be obedient. Because God gave it to me, I'm just going to be obedient as a servant. Just speak the word. That's all. And, and we know that we shouldn't sell the truth. Don't sell it. Don't sell it. Because you need it. In Psalm, this is what David says. In Psalm 25, verse 5, David says, Lead me in your truth. Teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day. Now David, David is pretty good. <laughs> David knows that the, the only person that can actually lead him and teach him the truth is God. And we have the Holy Spirit to teach us, to reveal to us the truth found in the word of God. In Psalm 86 verse 1 he said, teach me your word, Lord. I will walk in your truth. And unite my heart to fear your name. In John 8, verse 31, 32, Jesus said, If you hold my teaching, you are really my disciple, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Um, I just want to share my story with you. I wasn't born in a Christian home. I actually was raised by my grandparents because my mom was young when she, I was born but my grandmother always take me to church with her I don't like going to church as a kid but I have no choice it's like I'm being arrested to go to church so, <laughs> I mean that's pretty much how I think it is I'm being arrested not kidnapped I'm being arrested and even when she went um, to those uh, overnight, they, they, in Haiti, we have like overnight prayer. That means you praying from sun up to sundown. I mean, even I, she wants me to be awake the whole time. I, I can't, I kept falling asleep, but she kept bringing me. And I think she did a good thing for me because right after she passed away, um, a friend of mine and a girlfriend of mine shared the word of God with me. And somehow, you know, I ended up going to church. <laughs> I think I, I tried to fake going to church because at the time I thought, what a good place to find a girl. I'm just going to go, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going to go. I'm going to sit, you know. I'm going to do my thing. Well, <laughs> little did I know, <laughs> God got a hold of me. <laughs> God got a hold of me. I started falling in love with the Word of God. I noticed sin in my life. I mean, even <laughs> the girlfriend that I have, I said, no, I, we can't do that anymore. I, I just, no, I can't. I, I just, for some reason, and she said, why? I'm like, but it was because the word of God now started. And even when the pastor preached, 
it's like the pastor's preaching my life. I'm like, does he have a spy at my house? Because he's telling a lot of things that's happening in my life. And, and so my best friend got saved, and then I, find, I joined him in his church, and there we, you know, I had three of friends that I know who I saved at the time, and um, we served the Lord. I had them that were, that were encouragement to me. Um, and one of the things I can tell you is that, you know, God transformed me. I remember uh, one night I had, a, I had a dream that somebody, I had a heart problem, and somebody said, I know a doctor who can help you. He brought me to this doctor all in white. The doctor is in white, and the doctor just caught me open. No, uh, no, uh, no vocane, you know, you name it. No, I, I, I think they say anesthetic, nothing. He caught me right open and just reached into my heart and removed that heart. And I'm saying to myself, I'm dead. That's what I said in the dream. And then he put a new heart and saw me. <laughs> when I woke up in that dream, I, I got sweat all over me. And then when I was telling the dream to someone, he said, wow, God must love you. It's in the word of God. He showed me that God will remove the heart of stone and, you know, and give you a heart of flesh. You know? And since that point on, I, I share the word of God in the marketplace. I go to the hospital sharing the word of God. I didn't know much, but what I have, I share it with people. I share it with people. And this is the funny thing that happened. When we go to the pediatric, we pray for the babies. The babies start getting better and healed. The nurses even want us to come, come and pray for them because they realize, even the nurses realize the power of prayer, praying the word of God on those babies. We just go in there. We don't touch them. We just go in there and pray over them. When, if they're adult, we talk to them. We ask them if we can pray for them because we know we want to share the word of God with them. If they say no, we still pray for them, but at a distance. So, and, 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 and this is what was important to me was the more I found, uh, the more I noticed how God is working in my life and how he's, you know, using me, healing people. I'm, I, don't, I don't have a gift of healing, but somehow he's using my prayer because the truth that I have I allow them to use it to bless other people. To bless other people. And so, and one of the things it, it does for me, it helps me spend time in the Word of God. And I remember the first book I read <laughs> was Proverbs. I'm like, well, if I want to be a Christian and do it right, I better read Proverbs. I read the Gospel, but I better read Proverbs because the wisest man that ever lived, I want to learn from him. And I was so shocked when I started reading Proverbs, talking about when you go to somebody's house, you know, don't act like you're hungry. And, you know, even the way you hold a spoon, you know, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. It's telling me not only to follow God, but how to behave. This is really good. And then, you know, um, read the gospel. And this is how I discovered that God has a plan for me. God is good. So it's a good thing to spend time with in the Word of God. 
And we learn not to use it, and I, be, I, I, I believe the proper things to do is after we receive the word of God is to give it freely, is to give it away freely. Which brings me to my second point is go share it. Go share it. You know, sharing the word of God is not hard. We make it hard, or the enemy make us think it's hard. It's not hard. It's like, what's so hard about sowing seed? If I give you some seed, <laughs> it's not hard. Just, just, you know, that's all you do. You sow it. God's going to be the one doing the rest. And um, in uh, Matthew, in Matthew, um, chapter 28, verse 18. Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, baptizing them in, the, in, the, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you, at the end of the age. So we know that this passage is about the Great Commission and that you and I have a duty, not a suggestion, have a duty to preach the word of God. We have a duty to preach the word of God. And that command that he gave to the disciple applied to us. We have no excuse. But we have to preach the, the, the gospel. And one of the things that you can preach the gospel is when people, especially for me, when people ask me how you ended up in Minnesota. I said, well, do you have time? I can tell you, you know. And my story, you, you, you may not be a believer, but I'm just telling you my story, which is true. And what God has done in my life, how I ended up in Minnesota. And so it's important for us to share the word of God with other people. And when you share the word of God with someone, you don't have to force them. You don't have to force them. You just share the word of God. Let God do what he does best. You know, before I got saved, many people shared the word of God with me. But they tried to kind of like drag me. I found somehow I found a way to snap the rope and get free. But when God actually <laughs> got a hold of me, I fall in love with him. And so in Luke 12, verse 8, it says, Now I say to everyone who confess me before people, that Jesus speaking, the Son of Man will also confess him before the angel of God. When you confess your faith to someone, Basically, you're just telling them what had happened in your life. What God, what Jesus had done in your life. And in 2 Corinthians 9, 13 says, Because of your service, by which you have proved yourself, and others will praise God for the obedience that um, accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ, and for your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone else. So, first, you know, the way we share the word of God, we confess what God has done. 
And then the second thing, you know, <laughs> service. We serve other people. We're being generous to other people. Jesus do that. Jesus do that. In Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2, verse 8, it says, As we care for you, because we love you so much, we're delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our lives as well. You see, sharing the gospel is about, you know, spending time with people. Let people know you. Let people see Christ in you. Jesus did that pretty well. He actually hang out with sinners, which the Pharisees had issue with. It's because when he speaks the truth to them, they see it in him. They see it in him. And, and I can tell you, sharing the word of God is a, is a, is a privilege. It, and when you share the word of God, it's encourage you, it strengthens you. Because I, I can tell you, when I got saved, well, I never, I used to, once my mom, uh, grandmother died, I stopped going to church. But when God saved me, I started going to church again. And I remember I shared the word of God with my mom. <laughs> and she was sitting right there. I shared the word of God with her. <laughs> and she was not pleased for me to come and <laughs> tell her that uh, she needs to accept Jesus. But I, because at the time she was going to a Catholic church, but I'm like, and I remember I told the pastor, I said, I shared the, past, uh, the, the gospel with my mom. She wasn't pleased with me. The pastor said, now this is what you're going to do. You're going to pray for her and live out the life of your Christian life so that she can see the transformation that happened in your life. And I remember, I remember when I was about to come to the United States um, at the airport. Before I, you know, take off, uh, get to the, into the airport and take off, I remember telling her, I said, you see, I said, you see what my God has done. I have nobody in the United States. I didn't beg anybody to pay a college for me, but God did it because he made it. And I said, I would really love when I come back to visit you <laughs> to worship, you would worship with me. <laughs> That's all I said. Now, remember, I shared the word of God with my mom in 1991. It takes seven years. She gave her life to Christ. And I never tell her to be in the choir because she has seen what God has done in my life. And I remember she was telling me she's in the choir and the, the convention. And here she is sitting here today follow, following the Lord. And I just shared the word of God. I didn't force her. Nothing. Share the word of God. People will see, um, you know, what God has done in your life and, and, and follow Christ. Would you stand with me? With everyone's, you know, heads down, um, no one looking. Um, if you're here today, you're in a place where, you know, you're kind of tempted to sell yourself short. Saying that, well, I don't know much about the word of God. I, I don't know what I can do. And you're wrestling. But you know what? Despite of those struggle, and, you know, you want to make a commitment. You want to make a choice to, you know, to follow God. To allow him and submit yourself to God's word and allow him to do a transformation in you. To allow his truth to work in you. 
would you raise your hand? Thank you. And if you like, if you would like to pray for opportunity to share the gospel, because we got Thanksgiving coming, and then we have the holiday season approaching. And if you would like, you know, God to bring opportunity uh, your way so that you can share your story of redemption, how what God has done in your life, just tell, you know, just tell them how good God's been to you. Raise your hands. Thank you. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, uh, for your truth. We thank you, God, for the fact that, Lord, that when we get the truth in us, Father God, we don't keep it to ourselves, Lord, but uh, we share it with other people. And it allows us, to God, to grow. It allows us to know you more, to know how good you've been to us. Lord, I pray today, Lord God, that, that your truth will work into people's life, Father God, that they would be transformed and redeemed and, and live the life that you call them to do. Lord, I pray for opportunity during the, uh, uh, the Thanksgiving season. I pray for also opportunity the days to come, Lord God, for your people here to share the truth of the gospel to people. Because, Lord, we are called to sow seeds. Because, Lord, you're the one who's going to water. You are the one who's going to bring the harvest. Lord, I pray, Lord God, we will not allow fear to overpower us. But, Lord, we will be bold enough to share your truth with the people around us. God, we just pray, Lord, as we're about to leave this place and go home. And, God, I just pray that your truth would be alive and well in our hearts and life. And, Lord, may your blessing, may your glory rest on your people today. Thank you, Lord. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.